Hello and welcome to Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We are live from the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya, and sometimes in life you press the wrong button, and uh, that's what I've done. And so my recaps of Monday and Tuesday with CJ have had to go to the little podcasting place in the sky, and I've called in the nearest available recapper to join me to go through Monday and Tuesday in CJ's place, and that is KB. Hello, everybody. This has been a full-on week, by the way. Friday was epic, but first we need to take it right back to Monday, which is episode 7016. We'll start off the week with Kyle catching up with Dud Dad, we call him, Gary. They've missed 15 years of each other's lives, so Kyle's bringing him up to speed on the wedding, and Gary shares one memory of Kyle's childhood, then he runs out of stories. It's a very generic childhood memory. Yeah, he probably could have even made up. Like Carl was pretty little when he when it's, he left. It's entirely possible. It has the ring of fabrication. Now, Sheila, meanwhile, has met up with Detective Mechanic because she wants him to do some background research on the story Gary has told. Dud Dad has said he's witnessed this armed robbery or he witnessed the disposal of the weapon and he left town so that they wouldn't come after his family. And Detective Mechanic says that the story checks out. Look, there was a robbery. No arrests were made. No one was killed. But they wouldn't mind solving the case. So Sheila goes back to Gary at the waterhole. And can I just say there's some amazing chip-eating work from Dud Dad. We spend about 45 seconds watching him eat chips. I didn't notice the chips. I was admiring Colette Nan and her just general nanness. She just, she rocks it. And because she's got that little waddle... Her walks into scene, all of her entrances take a little bit more time and she just she just says, here I am, here I am, here I am, here I am, before she even says, here I am, everybody. <laughs> See, I was, but I could just couldn't take my eyes off the man who was using a knife and fork to eat a chip. Yeah, yeah it's easier to fake eating chips if you're using cutlery. So she says, basically, look, your story checks out, but the police actually are keen to know more information, so you should chat to them about that. And then his acting face says, I don't know if I've told her all the information. Should I tell the police all that information? And also, can I have another chip? (laughs) There's a lot in that acting face. Yeah. So we'll leave Dud Dad. And now we need to get to Rain. Now, Rain is busy. She's Daniel's ex-girlfriend. And she's the hippie who's setting up a cult. She wants Daniel to help, but Daniel's flat chat. Daniel's got to crunch the numbers. for He's turning these various studios into a hippie bar. It's going to serve cocktails out of jars and and have like drumming nights and things like that. Exciting stuff. Yeah. This is going to be great five years ago. Yeah. And it also would be great if he'd put a lick of paint on the place, but instead he's just already ordered coasters and making stacks of coasters and that's about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and boxes of off-brand beer. Yeah. So Imogen wanders in and we are reminded that Imogen six weeks ago had a crush on Daniel. So we've got that crush going again. And she says she'll help him crunch the numbers since not only is she a legal eagle and great in English, she's good with the numbers. So she's going to help the poor kid. Rain, meanwhile, since Daniel's busy, she heads on over to the Turner household where she walks in and starts judging them on their food waste situation. So she watches as as Lauren goes to throw out Bailey's sandwich crusts, which, by the way, um, he's 16. Buddy, why aren't you eating your crusts? Eat your damn crusts or throw them out yourself. Or make your own sandwiches. Like, it's also that. Now, Rain suggests a more sustainable way to shop is to go dumpster diving. And Amber looks at Rain like, no, thank you. I don't want to hang around in a bin. And Bailey basically dares his sister and says, well, you're a princess. Maybe you can't hack it. And so she goes, all right, I'm convinced. I'll go and hang out in the bin. Now, I feel like dumpster diving got a bad rap there. I think it's a misnomer. There's not a lot of diving. Also, the other thing to point out for dumpster diving is that these are people who don't shop otherwise. And it's a point that Rain brings up when she's, uh, when she's increasingly daring Amber. What if you were poor? What if you were starving? You'd need this. And I'm thinking, well, why not leave it for the poor and the starving who need this? <laughs> yeah, you're taking that box of apples that the poor and the starving could bake into a pie. And bringing quiches back to a home that's clearly well stocked with quiches and with crusts and also and my friend cj pointed this out the bin that that they were dumpster diving into 
is the bin pretty much behind the cafe where her mum works. So I think that they're dipping into the waste that her mum's already thrown out. So the, the, the quiche that has come back into the house yeah. is secondhand quiche from the cafe. An out-of-date quiche. The other weird thing about this situation is they seem to spend hours in that dumpster. Like, it's nightfall. It's, yeah, it's dark. They've, they're sitting in the dumpster as if it's a hot tub. <laughs> And then they eat the apples. Although Amber does a great gagging face. Like, I can't believe she's eating from the bin. Which, by the way, most bin divers don't necessarily eat in the bin. You don't eat it right out of the bin. bin, You can get get takeaway. (laughs) Takeaway is available from dumpster diving. You don't need to dine in. And you can can wash the items that you find. Oh, you just lick them clean. Now, Dad Cop rolls in and busts his daughter in the dumpster and brings her home. She's, meanwhile... That was quite a bust, by the way. I, I saw the lights, but I didn't see the sirens. He really snuck up on them. His assault on the bin, we're out here, come on, come out of the bin. It's classic Erinsborough Cop mission. He is a guy who knows what he's doing. He has heard about people in a bin. He's... <laughs> Driven slowly and quietly to the scene, flicked on the lights, and then he strides up and he wants to know who's in the bin, and nothing is going to stop him from finding out who's in the bin. And can I just say, this is why the entire street's going to a mechanic for all of the policing work. Now, we end the night with Amber, who's shirked this photography exhibition she was going to go to for uni. So she goes and sits in a field with Rain, who commences the brainwashing, stage two of the brainwashing. She's given Amber a guided meditation on CD, and they sit in on a rug, and Rain basically says she's been programmed to be afraid. Look, obviously there were lots of cicadas, so we I didn't get a full sense of the entire brainwashing. It just makes Amber completely anxious. So we'll leave the brainwashing and we have a quick glimpse of Daniel and Imogen enjoying their night of number crunching and talking about who she's going to take to the formal. By the way, subtext of who she's going to take to the formal, she really wants to take Daniel to the formal and he's going to be oblivious about it forever. Correct. So Tuesday, it's the next day and Amber is a space cadet. Like, you haven't seen Tuesday, but she had her eyes were as big as saucers. She's been brainwashed all night. Basically, her mum freaks out. She looks like, you know, Mr. Burns in the episode where everyone thinks he's an alien. Yes, the like, uh, X-Files episode. Yeah, I come in peace. Yes. She looks like that. Okay. One session of brainwashing and she's down for the count. Right. Now, Dad Cop reckons it's probably not a cult. She's fine, right? Detective school will teach you. A cult has to have more than two people in it. <laughs> if it's not a cult, it's just a that's just a dysfunctional friendship. Yeah. Interestingly, though, Rain, who runs the cult, isn't a wide-eyed freak. She is pretty standard, generic, hippie dipster. Yeah, she's just she hasn't brushed her hair for a bit, and that's about it. Yeah. So now Amber, straight away, I don't know where she's got all this stuff, but she's in peasant tops and crocheted vests. She is dressing the part from the dumpster, obviously. Now, this is where I'll be rejoined by CJ to discuss the rest of Tuesday. Apologies for a few minutes. We recorded in the man shed, but then by the time we hit Wednesday, we're back in the Pyronet Studios. Thanks, KB. Thank you. I was just sitting on the couch growing my moustache. Now, CJ, Amber's in the peasant tops. I love her. She is a chameleon. (laughs) She's chameleon, yes. Whatever the person in her life that she's most close with Mm -hmm. is doing... She's with her. She's going to dress like that person. Remember when she was going to go to the Hallmark Games with yep. What's-His-Face? Yep. Lauren starts to get worried. She jumps onto the search engine, mm-hmm. Erinsborough's search engine of choice, yeah. and looks up Charlene's automotive, Kylie Minogue, as we Which, know. As a digital artist or whatever I am, I um, kudos to Charlene. Her SEO yeah. is really well done. <laughs> yeah, she was, the, she was the first search. First one, and it was really well laid out. Yeah. She knows her Google. She rings up Charlene, and we hear secondhand that Charlene's also sus on rain. Lauren's right to worry. Now, we'll pause on them for a minute, and we'll go into Brad and Tarage, the crumbling marriage that I'm really excited to see crumble because I hate it. But one thing I noticed is Tarage went to the hotel. You know, we've talked many times that she was a superior parent. And I was yeah. like, why hasn't the dad been made to leave? She should have kicked him out because as we discussed in last week's Neighbours, Kate pointed out, the house they live in is the manager's residence. Yeah, of course, yeah, I was going to say that as well. Like, yeah. It's her house. Yeah, get out and find your own place. Go, yeah. go live in the cult, Brad. In the meantime, Brad rolls up with a jar of marmalade oh, yeah. to, to remind 
Tarage of some nostalgia. And he just starts blaming Tarage for convincing him to give up surfing for teaching. I'm sorry. Um, People got to earn a living. He's got three little babies. Yeah, and who knows how many more. So at that time, he's got twins and another baby. Mm. And Therese is like, mate, put the surfboard away mm. and go and earn a living. Therese was right to make him go get his dip head. And you know what? So what? You could still get up and surf before work. Exactly. Surfing happens very early in the morning. Yeah. I, to my knowledge, surfers are not that busy during the day. No. So they could go to work. Yeah. And he starts blaming to Rage that she steamrolled over him all his life because she was the loudest voice in the room, which is what we have all been saying. Mm -hmm. But suddenly the penny dropped for me and I went, tough cookies, mate. Yeah, so what? If if you love a powerful woman, why get angry when she's powerful? Yes. Mm -hmm. And make your own decisions about your career. Yeah. FFS. And so Paul overhears this. He's a champion for Tarage, and yeah. he has a wine with her and says, let's let's get down into this, Tarage. And he basically says, look, your husband was pretty, wasn't yeah. he? And he gave yeah. you some nice kids. Yeah. And, you know, as far as you're concerned, he's not a bad dad. I mean, no. he has a couple of extra kids. But really, is he smart enough for you? Yeah. No. no. And this is this great image where we have where Therese has kicked off her shoes, wine in hand, <laughs> and just shooting the breeze with mm-hmm. Paul. Paul says, Brad is the square peg to her round hole. Which, oh. And then he gets Therese to open up about this old flame mm-hmm. with Ezra, who was her equal. And she said she never cheated, but she came close with this guy. When it comes to getting a mechanic to look at your car, it's better the devil you know. So let me introduce myself. I'm Charlene Robinson, owner of Charlene's Automotive in sunny Brisbane. Put yourself in my place. My place is a state-of-the-art car garage. I know you'll get to like it if you give it a chance now. If your car's got a fever, or it's slow, or the tyres are spinning round, or it sounds like there's a singing budgie in the engine, confide in me. If you come into my world, I should be so lucky to repair your car. I'll fix it up real well. What do I have to do to get the message through that I'm the best mechanic? Charlene's Automotive. Pop it into the search engine and come and see us next time you break down in Brizzy. I can't get you out of my head, Gasket. This is Neighbours, and you're with Bayer and CJ in the PirateNet studios. Now, moving into Wednesday, Tarage is hungover. Yeah, and I love it because she's on a little holiday from her family and she's drinking it up. Yeah. She goes, oh, on a school night, I don't usually have so many wines. Mm, I bet you do. Yeah. (laughs) This is all just pretend. Yeah. And now Paul has heard her say that she used to have this unresolved feelings for Ezra, Mm -hmm. her her old colleague in Lassiter's Brisbane, by the way. Mm, Yeah, because she's been everywhere for Lassiter's. Yeah. Except the twins probably stopped her from going to France. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul decides to invite all the event managers from Lassiter's around the country mm-hmm. to Melbourne for, to Erinsborough, sorry, for a conference, a spontaneous conference. Now, can you imagine if you worked at Perth or, like, because they're all in major cities, yeah. right? But this one's in Erinsborough. Yeah. And can you imagine if you worked at Brisbane and you've got, like, an actual conference, like a dental conference or something that, mm. that's on at your hotel yeah and paul rings you up and you've got to go to aaron's bar and you have to do whatever he says because he's one of the owners yeah but you know you just want to say look you and your stupid suburban hotel yeah i don't know why anyone stays there and you've got to pack up that night and go yeah screw your family or whatever yeah. else you got going on i mean i know that ezra's chomping at the bit to come down to Erinsborough. yeah he's but... happy he's happy to have a night in melbourne yeah <laughs> he doesn't have a family but no paul's Called it a think tank. Mm. We're, having, we're mm. going to have some kind of festival and it's going to be, a, we're going to have a think tank to yeah. plan it. And I love how Therese is just gung ho for it immediately. Like, right, let's go. Let's get the manila folders. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it organized. She was the perfect operations manager, wasn't I think so. Yeah, I love yeah. <laughs> he made a good choice there. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't even question that it's the next day. Like, of course, we're going to have a think tank today. It's what we do. Yeah. I, it's like she's got nothing else on. Yeah. And you know, when you've had a bit to drink the night before and you've got that smell. And you probably haven't had time for, like, a real shower. You know, so how unfortunate for Therese that her ex is coming into town under these circumstances. Like, she didn't have time to make a green smoothie this morning. No. She's, like, she's not with it at all. She doesn't have all her toiletries from some of them at home. She might not have shaved her legs. She definitely doesn't have the good underwear. (laughs) So, meanwhile, Rain's trying to submit her development application for New Eden and, P.S., she wants to have hay bale huts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
I'm just leaving. I'm just going to let that sit Yeah, there. just leave. Yeah. yeah. And so Ezra arrives, mm-hmm. Paul's invited him, and immediately tells him that Tarage is having marital problems. Yeah, he's like, oh, didn't I tell you that your ex is yeah. living in a hotel? Yeah, she's good to go, mate. Like, get in, get on in there. Which is the sort of the bit that makes me think Paul doesn't really love her. Like, no. it's not like a love thing. No. He's just, it's sport for him. He's like a cat playing with a mouse. Yeah. Good on you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. And so Ezra says Therese was like his work wife, which, hello. Mm-hmm. You know. Have you been called that before? I have. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, now Brad sees them together straight away and mm. starts pouting. So Therese goes around to see Brad. She makes an effort. And this is where Brad, mm. who, by the way, Kate uh, at Remude on Twitter and I have started calling Drab. Yep. He's, Excellent. He's not cutting it. He pouts at Tarage and says, Ezra was everything I could never be. I'm like, well, yeah, because yeah. you didn't want to get a job. No, and you're still blaming your wife for making you stop surfing. Yeah, come on, buddy. You know what made you stop surfing, mate? The fact that you're not 19. <laughs> and the fact that on Neighbours we can't afford to show the beach anymore. Mainly that reason. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm going to call up my husband later and say, you stopped me. From whatever I did at 19. What was I doing? I don't know. You stopped me from going to free concerts. (laughs) No. Yeah, you stopped me from crocheting. Yeah. (laughs) No. It just... Life changes, Brad. And you should be lucky. So, to rage, understandably, heads back to the hotel and says, Ezra, let's have knockoff drinks. Yeah. (laughs) Because she needs another wine. Yeah, she got hair of the dog. She needs, yeah. Although I feel like she probably had it at lunch, but whatever. Yeah. She's been having Bloody Marys all day. (laughs) So then, Rain, she's waiting for this application to go through. She's Mm. got time to sit on the grass and drum on her bongo drums. Oh, yeah. Annoying Rain. She is annoying everyone who passes by. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for Brennan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he's trying to organise this high tea for Sonia. Brennan is a really good friend. He is. Yeah. But... You know, being friends with him is a dangerous game. True. And also, look, he's actually got a lot on his plate. He probably doesn't have time to run around organising high tech. He's got to do investigative favours for the neighbours. Yeah, without payment. He's got to run the mechanic without Christos. Mm -hmm. So really doesn't have time to be organising a high tea for Sonia Mm -hmm. to cheer her up. Yeah, so he tries to create the high tea and uh, bongo girls there. Yeah. So he's gone to get macaroons from Paige and asks her to help. And then he says, oh, you can come if you want. Oh, yeah. Like, You're not just the help. You're not an afterthought at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the bongo drums are driving everyone batshit crazy. Mm. And Brennan and Toadie, I love how they just don't even know how to deal with her. Mm. They're like, well, we'll just sit here and keep listening to the bongos. But Sonia's like, well, I'll just go talk to her. And Sonia strolls on out. And then... Just goes, I'm going to give this a crack and joins on in. Mm. And turns out a bit of crazy was all Sonia needed. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is much better for stress relief than tea parties. Mm. She drums away all her stresses and then Rain says, oh, you're my kind of person, blah, blah, blah. Because you were captain. Yeah, Mm. it was just true. (laughs) And so Brennan says thank you to Rain for helping to relieve Sonia's stress. And then Rain touches Brennan on the chest. Yeah, now look, let's be honest. If I was a crazy girl living in the park, banging my drums yeah and brennan came along i'd probably just touch his chest too yeah yeah and <laughs> any I mean, excuse she's into free love yeah why wouldn't she hook up with him as well of course mm. and now Paige spots him touching her on the chest and yeah. she flips out doesn't go to the tea party as invited Mm-mm. and runs off to i think the man shed where yeah her dad is there go Paige. break down those gender barriers yeah yeah turns out Paige is not into free love no no Paige wants Detective Mechanic's love. Yeah, and I love how angry she gets. Yeah, she was livid. And we know when she gets angry, she, she starts swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She doesn't have good impulse control. No. And which, it turns out, she acquired that from Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she finds Brad woodworking. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, Doug's been teaching us. And she actually says he's good with wood. He's good with a piece of wood. Oh, yeah. Which is a creepy... I bet she she said that before. Yeah, except it's a creepy thing to say to your granddad, about your granddad. Yeah. So Brad's whinging that he doesn't make surfboards anymore. Again, he's still banging on about the fact that he had to give up all his hobbies. Like, oh, I used to make surfboards. Think of all Therese has given him. (gasps) 
like those children. Imogen's pretty good. I, Josh is not great, nah. but Imogen's great. Yeah. And then and Piper's then, studying abroad. She's done well. Yeah, she appeared when I was not watching. No, so she's I never appeared. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I just thought it was when I wasn't there. <laughs> no, she's gone on an exchange that I think is going into its second year now. Nah, so she, she must be doing very well academically. Yes, and she's probably been a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's had a free home. Yeah. All he had to do was do some yoga classes and she was happy. She's in senior management. Yeah. And does she, do you think, do we ever see her with any hobbies? No. When was she surfing? Is she in a book club? No. Does she have time at the gym? No. None of that? No. All she gets to do is knock back a couple of wines. That's all she's got. <laughs> she's not even in a wine club. No. Nothing. Nothing. She probably gets a box delivered once a month. That's it. That's so you know it. what, Brad? Take your wooden surfboard and shove it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Paige rightfully tells him to get motivated. She's mm-hmm. like, why is someone else responsible for your own motivation? Yeah. Good Love on you, Paige. Love it. Fiery little thing. Who, who's she related to again? You told me this um, before. Well, Brad, weirdly. But no, she's no, got, but in real life. Oh, Holly Valance. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. She was kiss, a bit kiss. fiery too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I reviewed that album. Okay, <laughs> Didn't know there was a whole album. Yeah, there was. It was a tough review to write. <laughs> so now Paige and Brad talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And she says to her dad, look, I've still like Brennan. He's given me mixed signals. Like one minute he's not talking to me. The next minute he's inviting me to a tea party. What am I supposed to do with that? Let's break it down though. Next minute he off the cuff invites me because I provided macaroons. Yeah. Yeah. So Brad says you've got to deal with it. She's freaking out. And to stop her punching a wall, he says... Tap your hand. Brad's like starts grabbing one hand and tapping the other hand. Yeah, and he holds it in front and he hits it down. Yeah. And I'm acting it out now. I know that's not really good for podcasting, yeah, but anyway. It's sort of I don't know. At first I thought it was some sort of Zen thing that yeah. he probably, you know, learnt on the coast in his surfing days. <laughs> but I don't know. And then I mentioned to Vaya earlier that I got angry later that night and I tried it and it did not work. No. Nah. Nah. I imagine that maybe it evolved from some other kind of activity he did with his hand that he probably wasn't a sanitary thing to teach his daughter probably not then he says to Paige, just go and ask the the bloke which was good advice go Mm. and ask brennan Mm. what his deal is if he actually thinks of you that way so she Mm. trots on off to the cafe and brennan's there and says oh why didn't you come to the tea party i invited you to that was rude Mm. and she screams at him look what's your deal mate Mm. where do you stand i loved it because i'm like you know what Girls should say that more. Yeah. They shouldn't wait for people to call and they shouldn't do all those games and stuff. They should just say, what is the deal? We I've, slept together for a few months and now you're just weird. I've wasted years trying to overanalyze mm. text messages mm. and signals and oh, take a leaf out of the page. Take a page out of the book of page <laughs> yep. and ask the guy or yep. the girl. Ask the person. Unfortunately, she doesn't get the answer she deserves. No, and we have this amazing moment from Sonia where she has to do the backwards exit <laughs> out of the cafe going, this is an awkward situation. I love it. <laughs> like, she just, she goes, oh. See you guys. <laughs> That's me done. Yep. And so Brennan. <clears throat> the same thing that dad cop should have done two weeks ago when he watched Bailey kiss the girl. Yes. She should have just exited. Oh. Yeah. So Brennan then has to tell Paige, oh, I wasn't giving you signals. I'm actually not interested anymore. Okay. So let's just take a pause. Yeah. Is that real? Because I feel like, F you, Brennan. Yeah. Like, I'm now speaking in swearing acronyms. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm sure he loves her. Well, why wouldn't you? How could you not? Exactly. She's fiery. She's like, you know, Kate-esque, but in, not too Kate. Independent. Except for when she wore the dress. There was a bit of a blip where she um, didn't let him... Be, do his investigative work for yeah, a bit. but they could come to a middle ground. Yeah. I mean, once he stops accepting payment for it, I'm sure she's going to be behind that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what his deal is. Mm. He did mention, was it a couple of weeks ago when he said, anyone that's close to me doesn't do well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's fair enough. Yeah. Which, it, yeah. It hasn't even been a year since his girlfriend was murdered. Yeah. Maybe he could take a few more months. Yeah, I think that's fine. But maybe he could say that instead of being such a, like, he was just like, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, did you get mixed signals when I slept with you for a while and then suddenly <laughs> broke up with you? Did, did that did that come across weird to you? <laughs> so, and Paige, what I love, again, why I love her, just goes to him, well, stop flirting with me then. Mm. Like, Good call. Great yeah. call. And she knows who she is and so she's behind herself. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, you know what? If you want to buy cupcakes, go somewhere else. Yeah. There's a bakery. Anson's Corner has does great croissants. Yeah, you can go there. You can get one of the good iced coffees and you're fine. 
And we finish Wednesday with Paige back with Drab and him telling her to tap her hand. Mm. Okay, so we're moving into Thursday. Amber is trying to get Imogen mm. to go to the school formal. Right. My question is, exams are over. Mm. Why are there still school festivities going on? I think that sometimes they try and be a bit international with stuff like this. Okay. And be like Americans would have their prom afterwards. Okay. There's no graduation ball or anything like that. No, no. It's all very last minute, just the end of things for them. And left, left. you know, yeah. wet blanket. And know. Imogen, by the way, wouldn't she have paid for her ticket to the formal? Wouldn't she theoretically have bought a dress? She used to be the captain. Except Amber's the captain now for some weird reason. Yeah, so I've, which is stupid. No. no like, Amber's Susan, not, get up with it. Amber's not the captain of any ship. No. <laughs> she is clearly and behind let, anyone. Unless she makes a friend who's into sailing. <laughs> but then she's still not the captain. No. no. She's the first mate. Mm-hmm. So Imogen's decided, no, I'm not going to the formal. And I feel like this is the cop out for neighbours. I think this is them going, we can't afford to show you a whole formal. So we're going to make the main character not go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe they'll have an anti-formal? No, what they do instead is they have a formal in the Willis living room. Oh, did I miss something? I'm sure I did. Maybe I just diverted my eyes for a few seconds. Well, blink and you'll miss it Mm -hmm. because it was pretty dull. Doug Willis, granddad, Mm -hmm. says, instead of Imogen going to her school formal, let's have an alternative formal at home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I think is the lamest thing I've ever heard. If my grandpa said that to me, I'd be like, nah. And actually, Imogen does say no. She's like, I just want to watch reality TV with you, which sounds like a great night in. (laughs) But as soon as Doug says, no, I'm going to invite your mum. She'll come. She'll come home. Oh, Imogen. And Imogen says, okay, yeah, yeah, let's get dressed up. My mum. Sorry, I I can't help but feel that Imogen should have gone to Lassiter's. Yeah, Imogen should have gone with her. Double sweet. Yeah, they could have, you know, had a really good time. Imogen's 18 now. They could knock back some Pinot. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a missed opportunity. It clearly would have stopped Therese from having Paul over. Oh, yeah. Just her and her daughter having some girl time. But no. So Therese is busy updating Susan on the drink she's had with Ezra, like yeah. debriefing, even though Susan's like not interested in the debrief. She's mm. like, I was trying to counsel you on your marriage last week. Mm-hmm. That didn't go well. Clearly Susan is, you know, for standing by your man. Oh, yeah. And Therese is not. So T- Susan's just jealous going, oh man, why didn't I think of splitting up with Carl for a week and then finding one of my old boyfriends? Yeah, I guess she did though, didn't she? She found a man and married him. She went from monogamy to monogamy. Well, Susan likes a partner. Yeah, she's yeah. not having a bit of fun like Therese is. No, except for that time she lost her memory. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun for all of us. Yeah, not, not so much for her. She walked down the street in her pyjamas. Yeah. Now, she's basically saying, I love spending time with someone from the corporate world, which I've never heard anyone say, but <laughs> props to you, Derage. If that's what's entertaining you, then go for it. Yeah. If you want to talk think tanks and blue sky meetings, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I've never heard that. Even people in that situation, they don't want to do that. They want to watch reality television no. with Imogen. That's why people in the corporate world go to the races. They want to go and have mm. party. They want to party and they want to drink. And they don't want to talk about Everyone just wants to go to their school formal over yeah. and over again. And that is why Imogen should have gone. Yes. Yeah. And why Therese should have made her go. Yeah. And if Therese was on book, you know, she would have, that's what would have yeah, happened. She said, let's go. We're getting a manicure. You're going to your formal. Yeah. And she would have got her address. She would have taken her to the local Chadston-esque place. Yeah. They would have gone to the bric-a-brac shop. Yeah. Grabbed yeah, probably. Kate, the dress Kate died in and worn that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some bullet holes, yeah. but it'll be all right. So... We have this formal in the living room, which is a few like crepe paper decorations on the walls mm. and an iPod playing a, a shuffle mix. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty lame, although they think they seem to be having a good time until Brad finds out because Therese just tells him, she says, look, I want to be open with you here. The guy I used to have a thing for is in town and we had a work drink. Yeah. And Brad, the lies off the handle. Yeah. He can't deal with it. He's like. Why would you do this to me? It's like, mm. what, be open and honest yeah. with your, the husband who he's on, have a drink. on the rocks? Have a drink with a guy from work. Clearly, she's having a drink with everyone. Yeah, and P.S., you pashed your ex-girlfriend yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, you went on holiday, stayed in the same room. Let's just put your judgment on the shelf for just a minute, mate. Yeah, and just let's throw it out there. You've got kids with other people. Yeah. That pop up from time to time. Let the woman have a wine. Mm. With an attractive man. P.S. Ezra is a dashing man. He is. He is. And he's single again. We learnt that. Yeah, as if we wouldn't take him over drab. Yeah. 
So they scream at each other and mm-hmm. then Imogen's left pouting in the kitchen because her fake oh. form, her fake formal's a disaster. This is why I've met the formal. I think I started watching at this point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking formal, not a few people at the kitchen table. Yeah. I'm, listening I'm to like, an iPod. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, and at some point during this week, it's been mentioned that, that none of the kids went to schoolies. Well, unless schoolies is to come. No, because the dad cop says, wouldn't you rather that she was being brainwashed than going to schoolies? And Lauren was like, no, yeah, I I'd rather she went to schoolies. I used to be in a cult. That was how that came up. Yeah, you'd think Rain would have gone, I could recommend some great campsites for you at Byron Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Coast. Oh, she could have had some cookies, you know, and it would have been great. But we can hold out hope that yeah. there could be some they schoolies. They have had a tough year. They, they, they're going to have schoolies out in the, um, in the lawn. Yeah, probably. That's where everyone, everything else is. They'll have schoolies at New Eden <laughs> when it's up and running. Then Amber comes in with Daniel and Amber has borrowed a dress from Rain for to wear to the formal. Yeah. And it is like a 1960s hippies, hippie dress. Mm-hmm. It's like she's been watching Mad Men and gone, I'm going to dress like that. Yeah. Gosh, I love her. And she's, yeah, she's got a headband around her forehead and a tie-dyed maxi dress and she's good to go. You know what? Being friends with her is probably great ego boost. Yeah. You know, like if I had someone her, in her in my life and when I want to wear tracksuit pants, she'd wear tracksuit pants. <laughs> When I want to knock back a few wines with my ex, she'd do that with me. Yeah. You know, like she is a great, you know, she's a supporting cast member she, through life. She just wants to be like you. Yeah. How great. I need to find one. <laughs> well, once the cult's up and running, yeah, you can, can take your there. pick. Yeah, I can go there. So they try to cheer up Imogen. She won't be cheered up. Now, okay, let's go to the creepy bit for the week. Kyle's um, been commissioned to make this creepy sex bed for Dr. Carl. Oh, couple of weeks ago with his $7,000 scratchy money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Kyle took that request seriously and he's built the bed. And Carl comes around to inspect it and his first question is, oh, where are the bedposts for tying Mm. things on? Oh, Carl. Sheila's there, Gary's there, Kyle's there, George is there, and their jaws are on the floor. And he's like, you know, my my, um, my neckties, I like Mm. to hang them on my bed. (laughs) Because Carl's got some notches on his posts. Uh Uh-huh. He would like to notch up these posts, these new ones. Yeah, so we are left with images of harnesses and the blue box and... No, oh, Susan, I feel like, you know, when people are experimental like this, I yeah. like to believe that the girl is one of the drivers. Yeah, right. And not a passenger in it. No. But that's not the case. No. no. Susan would have been quite happy to order a bed off the internet yeah. where... No one had to know. No. She didn't need the neighbour crafting it for them. I mean, she's everyone's counsellor at the moment. Yeah. How's this meant to look? Oh, God. And she's very worried about her professional standing. Yeah. She's a principal. This, this is the whole reason why the Book of Secrets had to be put under a pseudonym is because she didn't want to be humiliated. But now Carl's like, where am I going to tie my wife up? Oh, God. <laughs> and then he jumps on the bed and it starts squeaking. Oh, thanks, Carl. And so he go, he's like, nah, not good enough and leaves. And so yeah. Kyle's freaking out like, oh, God, I've got to fix the bed. And then Dad, Is he paying $7,000 for it? I think he split that between that and some plants for the garden from the nursery. Oh. So it's probably like $3,000. Wow. I mean, good on him for going local. <laughs> support but, local manufacturers. Yeah, but also, like, uh, look, I'm going to support them because we often we don't often get to see an older relationship thriving like this. No, no, we don't. So let's support them. Yeah, just uh, maybe keep it in the bedroom, guys. Yeah, yeah. So You can do what you want. I just don't want to see it. No. <laughs> so Gary... Wants to help his son. Mm-hmm. Like, they, he was a handyman. Yeah. He knows his way around a wooden bed. He wants to help mm-hmm. Kyle. Mm-hmm. But he says, go take five and I'll stay here with the bed. And okay. Kyle's like, all right, well, I guess he's not going to try and fix it. But mm-hmm. he comes back and Gary's tried to fix the bed. Mm-hmm. He says, no, I fixed it, son. I fixed it. And then come and test it out. You used to love jumping on the bed. Oh. And then it's just there's this image of Kyle and Gary jumping on the bed, mm-hmm. which is pretty cute, actually. Because yeah. then Sheila comes in and they invite her up on the bed and you've got all the cannings jumping on the bed, which just to test that it can withstand Kyle and Susan's escapade. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, they've probably done it right then. Yeah. They probably get another one on there. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia was like, oh, God, what have I married into? Yeah, I don't blame her. I mean, she's from the country and she's gone and married this Frankston family and moved right in with, like, lots of them. It's hard. You know, she she grew up amongst the trees. She's she's a respected nurse. Mm, She is. She probably went to uni for a good three weeks. (laughs) Okay, we leave Thursday with Nate, who's been spacing out, right? And he 
finally has an appointment with a real psychologist. Yes, who doesn't have lighting. No, no lighting. No lighting. It was a dark room. She doesn't even open her blinds. No, no. There's a bit of light filtering through the space. And you know what? Yeah. When I saw it, I immediately thought, you know that Scientology thing where they're not allowed to um, scream during birth? Oh, no. I immediately thought, she's a Scientologist. (laughs) And he's not allowed to see pain or something now. So he's got to be in a dark place. Disappointingly, though, the the counsellor we finally get to see only has one line. Mm. And it's, why are you here? Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And Nate went, you know what, why am I here? And just bottles it. Yeah. And leaves the session. So I was really disappointed. Finally, we get to see some mental health treatment on this show. And mm, and, it's, a, and, it's, and it's terrible. It's cut short and yeah. it's in a dark room and it's awful. Couldn't Grun- we have just come at the end of the session when she said, okay, I think we've unpacked some issues here. Yeah, great, and, great um, session. Yeah, and we're going to go through these points. I need you to make a journal next week of these yeah. things. I mean, that would have been realistic. Here's a handout for you, some yeah. things to try. Yeah, with dot points and stuff. But no. Nah. So we end Thursday with Nate digging a hole. Yeah, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you know someone who digs a hole late at night, don't yeah. know them anymore. And, I mean, the nursery keeps business hours, so there's no reason for him to be digging a hole in the night time. No, and he's just going to sleep after it yeah. because he's like it's he's li- tired. Is he asleep? Is he not asleep? I don't know. It's unclear. It's we unclear. don't know if he's sleepwalking or hallucinating or just. Yeah, like I, I like to think, okay, so he's gone to the psychologist and he's bottled it up yeah. and then it's exploded in some sort of night terror. Right. And then he's gone and he doesn't really know he's there because we couldn't really see his eyes. No. So we don't really know if he's in a daze or zombie-like or what. Yeah. We'd have no idea. Because the problem is we are all fresh from Neighbours versus Zombies. So yeah, to true. us, like it could go any way. Yeah, we don't know. He could be the undead. Yeah, and we really don't want him to be doing this on purpose. No, no. Mm. <sighs> So we're going to Friday. Now, Friday was huge. Friday was epic. If you haven't seen Friday's episode, pause this, watch Friday's episode on and come back. 10 Play or YouTube or whatever and come back. I watched it on my iPad in the street in the middle of the night. It was that good. You fool. <laughs> Were you scared? Yeah, I was, but my mum was with me. <laughs> <laughs> and after every scene, I'd go, <gasps> and she would look at me like, you're old enough to not do this it's a g-rated program <laughs> yeah. CJ. but it was scary now but firstly though into friday the christmas decorations are up Mm-mm. it's november ramsey street is ready to celebrate but i gotta say i yeah. live in mooney valley and mooney valley is ready to celebrate oh too. right yeah <laughs> the council's ready to go yeah they're ready to go they've had those decorations ready like since they pretended halloween was a thing yeah and um, well, the water hole's got a few twigs up with some baubles. They've gone minimalist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Susan and Carl have got the big traditional tree up. Of course. And Carl, in last week's episodes, we learnt that he was going to be allowed to get a pet. Mm-hmm. Like Susan's going to let him get a pet because he put this horrible ceramic pig in the shed. Yeah, because he's so weird. Yeah, Remember like a year ago when we didn't know Carl was weird? He's gone wacky. Yeah. But she specifies that it can't be an animal they've had before. He specifies that. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Susan could care less. And the thing is, is they've had a few animals. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Although, at Remude and I, Kate, have decided it has to be a cat. Oh, yeah. Maybe they haven't had one. Because cats are awesome. Yeah, that's true. And it could be an internet sensation. The cat's probably going to outsmart Carl. Probably. Although, he was browsing a site called Underwater World for pets. (laughs) And they had cats on their homepage. So I'm not sure why he's shopping for cats at an aquarium. What what is that? Maybe it was an aquarium that's expanded. Oh, yeah. 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 It's probably in near the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> at its corner. I love it because I feel that this is the way that long-term relationships end up. The man is ridiculous yeah. and the woman walks around just going, oh, look, I should become gay. Yeah. And, like, just look at them going, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, I'm an empty nester. I've raised my children and now I've got another one. Yeah. And he's only becoming progressively more juvenile. Yeah. But anyway, this is not the important thing. No, it's Nate waking up with dirt in his hair, looking rough. Which I didn't really notice. Okay. But I wasn't there. Yeah. No. And Susan is trying to suss out Mm -hmm. Chris, like what's going on with Nate. And Chris says, oh, he hasn't been sleeping. He's been Mm -hmm. having nightmares. But I'm sure everything's fine. And then Susan thinks, well, maybe if we do get a pet, it will help Nate. Suddenly she's like, yes, Carl, you can have a dog. Yeah. So she's going to go and... See if Nate's all right. We'll mm. leave that for the minute. Yeah. And she's sort of investigative a bit. Yeah. Mm. She's fo- just following him around, which like you could just send him a text and say, let's meet for coffee. But no. Now, Brad <laughs> Drab has been sulking all week mm-hmm. about 
Teresia's ex-crush, Ezra, being in town. Mm -hmm. Ezra brilliantly, conveniently misses his flight back to Lasseter's Brisbane. Yeah, and they decide. Like, they both get their little – their thrills on, really, because they're going to plan an event and they're going to do it really well. (laughs) This is like their foreplay. Yeah, and I thought – like, I sat down and I was sort of trying to imagine this in a work scenario. (laughs) And and I'm thinking – how can they do it better? Like, is it because they're going to have amazing ideas? No, it turns out they're really good at, like, dealing with council budgets. Yeah, they, yeah. they've got spreadsheets open. <laughs> yeah. they're, so, they're saying things like infrastructure. Yeah. And, and like, this, it's this not is... about the content. No. It's about the framework <laughs> of the festival, which I feel like it's got to be the boring part. If the admin gets them both excited. But they love it. It's Look, I couldn't get enough of this. And they're doing it in the pub too. That's the thing. The wines are flowing. The yeah. ideas are flowing. And good on to Rage. She's still a little bit invested in her marriage because mm. she goes to see Brad and he's heading off to tutoring. And begrudgingly, he's like, well, I've had to take some tutoring shifts, haven't I? Because I've got to pay for What's he got to pay for? Oh, because know. of the court case. Oh, yeah. He's... I feel like Therese is bringing in enough money to pay Toadie. Yeah. Like, can't yeah. call your jets, Brad. But yeah, also, why not do some yoga class? Yeah, like, what's he tutoring? What's he tutoring? He's a PE teacher. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I was never good at PE, don't get me wrong. But does anyone uptake tutoring in human development and PE? I mean, I know, yeah, I know there's some theory if you're going to go down that road. Yeah, but not he. he's not at that point in no. life where he can display that theory to people you're probably not going to go to your PE teacher you're probably going to go to an English teacher to go I need some help with my essays yeah or you're going to um go to somebody who works at the uni in yeah in human movement oh god not Brad. Brad do the yoga classes Brad do what you know so finally to rage rages mm-hmm. on Brad she gets up a little steam train oh steam train and... it was fantastic and she goes and debriefs with Paul mm-hmm. who's never at work they're never at work never. they're just constantly having lattes but I, I got to admit, like I've had jobs before where my job was entirely just to like make my boss feel important, <laughs> and that's what Teresa's job is. Yeah, mm. and that's why she's so excited by the Excel spreadsheets with Ezra. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, finally, I can use that Microsoft Office course I did. Oh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, mm. some event planning, and Paul's like, "Come on, hun, you got a turf, Brad. He's drab. He's." N- <laughs> He's not good for you. And so she goes off. You can say a lot of things about Paul, but he's not wrong. No. He's not wrong in this case. Mm. So Therese goes off with Ezra and they're talking Greek stereotypes. They're talking about why would you open a Greek restaurant? You'd spend all your money replacing the plates that you smash. And then, but it's so much fun smashing them. Uh, which like never happens. Like I've never had that. No, I've, I've smashed one plate in my Greek life and that was at a wedding at someone's house before the wedding. Any other time? Is that luck or something? Yes. Okay. Like Who right. knows? Probably. Or to get rid of the devil. It's either with Greek culture. It's either. By luck the way, I or love the devil. I love that you just said that so flippantly. Oh, to get rid of the devil. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just fact. I love in my in my um, Irish Catholic life. There's like the devil's there. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, but Greek culture has. We've got we've got yeah. um, tokens. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. I think it's great that you can get rid of him with a bit of broken crockery. Yeah, or some spit. Oh yeah, you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so maybe they can do that next time. Exchange yeah. some fluids. Now, here we go. We get into Tarage's hotel room, right? And they're exchanging memories, her and Ezra. Okay, so firstly, they're in the foyer yeah. and he's like, well, why don't we go up to your room? And she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Once you take – look, we, as we discussed about the episode where Lauren and Brad wind up in the Adelaide hotel mm-hmm, room, mm-hmm. once you take it to the bedroom, mm-hmm. it's all over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – At that point, she's done as much wrong as Brad, really. Yeah. yeah. So he – they almost kiss – he goes in for the pash. Yeah. She rebuffs him. And she says, I can't do this. I want to work on my marriage. Yeah. You know, two weeks ago I had a marriage. Now yeah. I live in a hotel and I'm a drunk. Yeah. So, so you know, kudos for Tarage for mm-hmm. putting in that effort. But then we have a weird <sighs> sort of scene on scene, Hitchcock shot, <laughs> where he gets up to leave like she has requested because she's opened the door and says, get your things yeah. and get out. And he looks at her and says, in this situation, no means yes. Well, they have eye sex. They do. They do. They mm-hmm. look at each other with their eyes for about 40 seconds. Yeah. It was like a scene from the birds. And then he <laughs> shuts that door behind him without leaving. Yeah. 
and then it goes. And like we it was see, just like a, an effortless. And we you know. leave that scene on the door handle closing and I'm so excited because mm. as soon as she said, no, you need to leave, I got really disappointed. I'm like, come on to rage, live a little. <laughs> it's your time away from drab. Yeah, we'll leave it there. But yeah. obviously there were some scenes from next week that were in the prelim. <gasps> and morning after. Yeah, morning Ooh. after. So Excited. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Okay, so we've, we've got, now we wrap up to the Sonya storyline, which was the big, exciting oh, thrill ride. Oh, no. That was scary. It was frightening. Buh, buh, buh. So Naomi's back in town. She's missed Kyle and George's wedding, but she's come back with a bottle of champers to okay. say sorry. Sorry, just need to point it out because yes. some things really bother me when I watch television yeah. and it really upsets me when people make mistakes. The champagne was warm. It was in the suitcase, <laughs> right? And... My dad likes to buy alcohol and he has Asperger's, right? So yeah. everything is very orderly yeah. in my home. Yeah. And you cannot drink champagne until it has been lying down. Yes. For two weeks. <laughs> and it must be cold. Yeah. Because why waste champagne on... Because no. I'm sure in Hawaii they have fantastic champagne. Yeah. Anyway, so that really upset no, me. I'm like, I didn't have... go to your wedding, but here's some warm bubbles. Yeah, we're going to have our lukewarm toast. Yeah, and it's going to taste really bad. So while we're having this disgusting champagne. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is sparkling. It's sparkling. Yeah, mm. bubbles. They're having their bubbles. Georgia confronts Naomi about why she left. And she says, look, I know you had a thing for Toadie and that's why you left. And yeah, Naomi's I know. Like, Stop telling me you had a job in Hawaii. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's bringing you from another country to work. To be a legal secretary. Yeah, you're not even that good. You just fall in love with people. <laughs> and go through their personal files. Mm. Naomi's like, look, yes, I was. I did everything for Toadie, but now I'm over it. I've recovered. I mm. did my love rehab. I've done my 12 steps. I'm good. Mm. George is not so much on the believing. No. Mm. And so she's tidying up after Naomi, who for some reason has come in and trashed the place. Yeah. <laughs> but let's face it, it's kind of within her character yeah. to come in and ruin things. Yes. Yeah. So George is packing up, puts something into George's, into Naomi's suitcase. Side note. Yeah. When George first came home, she thought the dog had caused this mess. <laughs> So the dog had gone and got a suitcase, thrown everything out. <laughs> anyway, okay. Bossy's talented, but she's not that talented. Mm-hmm. So she sees in Naomi's suitcase a red envelope. Mm. Not from Chinese New Year, from the poison pen truth-bombing letter writer mm. who's been writing impeccably presented letters. Yeah. And Bill from a hotel. Oh, yeah. To prove that she wasn't actually in Hawaii for the last bit. Yeah. She goes straight to Toadie, what a dibba and tells Toadie... Yeah, she doesn't even, like, stop gap to Naomi and say, what's this about? Yeah. But I've got to say, if I found that red envelope in somebody, I mean, you know, how, how, what other clause is there that that would be in her suitcase? Well, because, she, the, because the letter writer's written her a letter. But why, how did she get it? Naomi doesn't seem the type to set up a mail... Mail forwarding. Forwarding. <laughs> and plus, it said to the resident, so it wouldn't be mail forward. Sheila's got to get her mail. Well, look, I don't know. I was very upset okay, by it. Katie's a bit dubious. Yeah. So... Georgia tells Tony that Naomi had a thing for him. Yeah, and Tony blows up. And he runs off to find Naomi to yell at her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sonia's been getting texts. So the letter writer has decided that the postal service is too slow. Mm. Let's get on the text. And Vea brought up earlier that this was very pretty Liars esque. And it was, I mean, it is. It's exciting. It was scary. And the thing is, is like, I'm, you know, I'm a full grown adult and I can't watch Pretty Little Liars by myself <laughs> at night. And this scared me, this Neighbours episode. And the thing is, unlike Pretty Little Liars, the stalker in this instance doesn't get a blocked number. No. <laughs> they no. just text Sonia from their own phone number. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so you can see the number on the screen. And so while Toadie's off to have a go at Naomi, going, I know what you've been doing. Mm. This number keeps texting Sonia and she's got Brennan over and he's going to look after Nell. Mm. He goes in to check on Nell and she gets another text. Yeah, that say, says, is Nell's restless? Yeah, Nell can't sleep. She's like, how's Nell? Oh, God, it was weird. And then Sonia, more power to her, she pressed call. Yeah. And she's like, look, I've had enough. Then in the creepiest moment in a long time on Neighbours, mm. the phone rings. The and phone is in the house. The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. Now, what was your first thought? Oh, my God. She's in there hiding somewhere. Or he – well, I said she because I kind of know who it is because they've cast a new person on the show. <gasps> I don't know this. <laughs> Tell me later. Okay. okay. My first thought, it was Brennan. <laughs> he doesn't have time to be a stalker. Yeah, but in like a crazy, I can't have Sonia, so no one can. <gasps> yeah, I kind of secretly ship them too, but whatever. Yeah. But then – Yeah. Tell us what happened then. So then – 
Sonia starts running to find where this phone is coming from and immediately thinks, Nell, I've got to go protect my daughter, mm. runs for Nell's room, who mm. I think is in Sonia's room. I don't know. I was a bit confused by the geography of the whole layout yeah, of everything. Yeah. She goes to open the door and she can't open the door to get in where Brennan and Nell are. Yeah, yeah. and she's screaming and, and there's no noise coming from in there. No. So we don't know where Nell is. We Where's don't know. the baby? Oh, no, we heard Nell. Yeah, we can hear yeah. Nell crying. But no Brennan. Where's Brennan? I feel like he's been knocked on the head with that lamp. The toad horse lamp? No, the one that's at, um, that's at Sheila's house. Oh, the ugly lamp. <laughs> that no one likes because it would be quite throttling. Yes. That lamp. And I don't know because he seems out of it. So we we don't have Brennan. We have Nell screaming. We have the phone. The fo- the stalker's phone is ringing. Sonia's by herself in the house. We know it's not Naomi. And she's saying, please, please. I love that Sonia, oh. she resorts to being nice. Um, yeah, she's like, please, let me in. And she starts screaming. Eve Maury. Hats off, amazing job. It was chilling. Mm. And then, bam, it ends. She mm. can't get into the room. Cliffhanger. Mm. Mm. And I kind of felt bad because, okay, meanwhile, mm. Nate's still digging his hole. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> so God. It's intercut with Susan approaching Nate as he's digging his hole. Yeah. Now, I've got to say, Susan, if you're going to be investigative, don't do it at dusk. No, you've got your MS. You no. can be tripping over any kind of stuff in the dark. Yeah, and apparently just going out cold yeah. after you trip. So, and we know that someone's going to be buried alive, probably Susan, since oh. she's walking towards the hole. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, and at the point, this point, who cares? I just want to know what's going to happen with Sonia because that was awesome. Yeah. But it's pretty scary. I mean, we've got Sonia with the crazy person in her house. Yep. We've got Susan getting, you know, dirt on her. <laughs> in a hole, which she's been digging for a while. Yeah. It's a deep hole. Yeah. This is upsetting for poor Nate because Susan's probably the only person who really loves this pure way, like a mother. And he's going to, like, maybe kill her. Bury her. Yeah. What a way to leave it. And we've got, you know, the possible <clears throat> rendezvous in the hotel suite. I know. How much stuff. This is a Friday night of the ages. What a treat. Mm-hmm. And a couple of a couple of tweet highlights that I favorited at okay. Neighbours Pod on Well, Twitter. hurry, because I need you to tell me who the new person is. <laughs> no, I can't tell you because of the spoilers. But... No, but you can tell me off air. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Uh, this podcast, by the way, yeah. just um, it, you know, side note, I don't, I never tweet because I just find it so hard to keep up with. But this podcast makes me want to live tweet. Yeah, like I really want to like oh, be part way. of this. It's yeah. The only way to fly. Mm. Okay, at Sammy No Pants. Good job getting the prego chick to use her psycho hormones for extra hysteria. Mm. I know. I, I imagine that this scene would have been quite tough. Yeah. Yeah. At Modern Princess. Whoa, best ending of a Neighbours episode I've seen for a long time. Mm-hmm. At Emily, two eyes. I'm completely speechless at the ending of Neighbours right now. Like, I'm shaking. What the hell just happened to OMG? <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. This is my favourite. At Tim Stern about uh, Rain's bongos. Someone has said to Rain, you can't play those here. And he's gone, mate, she can't play them anywhere. <laughs> We've had a fun week. It's been a hoot. Friday was a treat. Can't wait for next week. I don't even know if I want to hear what our, um, our theories are about next nah. week. There's just so much. Yeah, I just want to jump in. So we'll recap next week for you. Find us on Twitter at NeighboursPod and drop us a line on facebook.com slash NeighboursPodcast. We'd love to just keep chatting with you because it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. CJ, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It was a fantastic week to podcast with you. Thank you. Only a couple of weeks left of the finale, so we're gearing up for it. You can find me as well at Vaya Pashos. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.